0: Self-made is you and a small team of killers that's great at what they do.
1: You look good. You look better than me. and Everybody looks better than me. All right.
0: Let's get down to Ray. business. How you doing, man? Listen, congratulations on all your success, man.
1: Oh, uh, no. I could say the same to you, man. And I, 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 I was thinking about you today. I was excited about today. Um, But uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's start from where I start with this. So, Ray, for your fans to know, I'm Brett Barish. I own a whole bunch of brands in liquor and wine, uh, past brands, Ace of Spades and Doucet. My current brands, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, my new one, Vion. Um, I started a series, Ray, a few years ago called Self Made. And what motivates me is I hate hearing about people's success. I hate it because it seems easy and it fucking wasn't hard. It was hard for me. Yeah, and yeah, I no. I love hearing the struggle side and how, how everyone deals with shit to get there. What does self-made mean to you? Well,
0: self-made can mean a lot of different things, you know? I think self-made, comp- it, it's, it's a small killer unit. Mm. That's what self-made is, right? Self-made is you and a small team of killers that's great at what they do. Disrupting the game, you know, where other people might have offices and offices of, you know, uh, workers that's working different platforms and then you have a five-man crew that comes in and dominates and takes over independently I think that's self-made. I think it's not self-made. It's self-made with a small team of assassins. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you can't do nothing alone.
1: Is, is that something I'm, I'm going to ask because I, 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 is that something that's new for you? Because you've been doing it a long time. Is that the same story? Or, and it, it, or have you evolved and you realize, you know what, that's what it is now?
0: No, nah, it's been the same story for me since um since i released this uh, song called wait a minute with little kim uh and pharrell uh back when i was first starting man i was like 18 i think but um i really believed in that record and i was signed to a major at atlantic at the time they didn't like the song they didn't like the producer they didn't like the concept and i'm and to me i'm like yo pharrell is about to be one of the biggest things ever in the music game is what I, what I saw in my future and in his future just because I could feel the music so I had to really not beg them but like go over the top saying listen give me a small amount of money and let me go promote this song instead of promoting what you guys want me to promote and so I just created a marketing template and we went out on the road and we touched everybody from the program directors to the musical directors on down I mean we really just worked the hell out of the song and it started to take off and then it became a hit record. And right then is when I knew I didn't need a record later. I said, I got it now. Y'all gave me like 20 grand to turn this into around to a two, $3 million song in, in four to five months. So if all I need is money, then let me go independent and let me raise money and let me see if I can do it again the same way.
1: Is, is, I love that. And there's so much I take away from that. So, so, when when I launched this brand Bel Air Ray, back in the day, everyone freaking told me, "Don't do this. Don't put it in a black bottle. You can't see it. Don't launch rosé because you got to launch a brut first. You can't compete with Moet and Boo. And had it been, I I didn't listen. I trusted myself, and I said, "No, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I don't care if you don't believe me. This is how it's going to happen." And it's the biggest single champagne brand in the United States now. Like, did, did that give you the confidence to say, you know what, I gotta, I gotta trust myself? You know what I mean? I gotta trust myself, trust my instincts, and keep going?
0: You gotta trust yourself from yourself too because once, once you do have success where you proved everybody wrong, see, I made a mistake after that. I didn't wanna listen to nobody. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. I was on a high saying, hey, all y'all motherfuckers was wrong. I got it now. Right. And then, and then I, and then I fell. And then the next song I did, didn't do anything. And I think it was because of my motive, because of who I was becoming because of the arrogance and the cockiness that I, you know, was portraying to everybody, even my team. It's like, God wakes you right back up and goes, boom, don't ever forget to humble yourself. And so I had to, you know, I had to learn that the hard way because it was a song called out the ghetto for real wanting me to release. And I should have listened to him, but I, instead I wanted to go with a song that was turned up in the clubs, and um, it didn't do well, you know. And I was wrong for not listening. So you just gotta know when yep. to go with your yeah. heart, and then also have your small team of people around you that's giving you some advice. Sometimes when your heart's telling you to go the other way, you gotta listen to it, you know. It,
1: but but <laughs> to me it's. Balance, balance right? right? It's definitely it's taking balance. your instincts, but listen but to everybody, listen else, everybody because else because they may have a better have idea than idea you idea. and you, you can, can, take can, can take it forward.
0: Exactly, you're the president and you have all your advisors around you helping you make this decision. But at the end of the day, once it's time to be made, you can't hold on to somebody's hand when you make the decision. Make the decision, stick with the decision, and then move forward and try to make sure that that decision is successful. When did you move to Carson? Um, I moved to Carson when I was, I think, three or four years old. When we first moved to um, California, we moved to Compton. So at, when I was two years old, um, my sister I, and I and my mom and dad, we all came out here uh, when I was two years old. We first moved to Compton. Then we moved to Carson. But Carson was Compton. So Carson and Compton is almost kind of like the same thing. Kind of.
1: And when did, who who were people that you people idolized, that you idolized as, a as a kid? Who did, you look, who did you look up to?
0: Um, as a kid, like really, um, around like maybe like 13 or 14, I started to like see people that, I, that, um, that I admired. But when I was a kid, really nobody. But when I was like a young teenager, I started to, um, you know, I grew up under the, like, Death Row, Bad Boy days, you know what I mean? So I was a big fan of Death Row and Bad Boy, you know what I'm saying? Suge, Puff, um, and, that, and, and and both sides. You know, I was really uh, just a fan of, of the level of work and, and enthusiasm and, marketing that they had and you know what i'm saying i just i fell in love with it you know but but
1: but uh, what i read was I read, your dad, was, was, your in dad was in gospel your dad was in, dad music. Was in music is that somebody yes. who kind of pushed the you in the direction, in the of, direction focusing of, of
0: focusing on the, music? on the music yeah my mom and my dad and my sister was like my everything so if, if i looked up to anybody it's them my dad um was the minister of music at um at the church of christ so he did all the music for the church so he had us in the choirs He had us doing choir rehearsal, Bible study, all all that stuff. I hated doing that. Brandy loved it, though. Why?
1: Why did she like it? Why did she like it? She
0: just, you know, she loved performing. She loved being on the microphone. She loved, she knew she was going to be a star, right? And I was like, let's go. Let's make you a star. You know, never once did I think that I was going to dive in. But um, she really knew it from the jump. So she put in the work every day, choir rehearsal, singing, uh, dance rehearsal, drill team. You know, she uh, used to take the bus every day and go to Bancroft Junior High School and Hollywood High School just to go to school two hours a day on the bus. She used to wake up like five in the morning. For me, I didn't go to school. You know what I mean? I, I was I had a I had a tutor. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, I was really tapped in from a different way. I was really learning from like older people just how to, strategizing if she so if she, if, if she but if she wanted she that what do you, it, you want i wanted to play. i wanted to hang out with my friends and just get in trouble and and, and wild out you, you know? want to be a kid I just, yeah i just wanted to be a kid and i was a kid you know um it was just to the fact where i was being i was doing too much at the time you know it was a lot of gangs and um in la it still is and so in the gang world i was so tapped in mentally i needed to i needed to switch up so I moved to um, North North Hollywood with my god sister, and um, and then I just I became an adult right there at 14.
1: Oh, when did when did yeah. commercials happen? Yeah. That was
0: the first that thing, the thing, first thing for, you, right? for you, right? Commercials happened when we was like 12, like 11. Who put and then we started? You? Then we had to get an agent because I did a commercial and I and I got the commercial and then I got this talk show. It was called Small Talk, and we did the show and then they said they wasn't they can't air. My my footage because we didn't have an agent, so that's when we learned about agents. Then we started going out on these auditions and getting commercials. I got the Sandbach Show, Brandy Garcia, and then. Who, um, but who
1: was pushing who you? you Which is you, your parents pushing, parents pushing you guys to, to guys to do
0: this? Nah, we were just telling them that we really wanted to do it, so they were finding ways for us to do to do what we wanted. So we said we wanted to be on TV. Brandy said I want to be the biggest star in the world, so my mom then went out and find a way to make it happen.
1: So so. so, so I have, I was, Ray, I have, three, Ray, older I have three older brothers. My dad was in the, liquor, was business. In the liquor business. I feel like I'm the lucky like I'm one because I get to see, yeah, all see all their mistakes. I get to see all the yeah, good things, things good that they and did, and all the and bad and things. Bad. T- t- do, t- do, do, you, do you think of it that way in the sense of whether it's your dad and gospel, with your sister having a dream, like, you know, you, I got to follow and see what they're doing and do I want to do this or not?
0: Um, I don't think it was like that. I think I was put in the pot too. Like we were all doing the same thing. Brandy just wanted it more. Like she deserved the success of it, you know. And my dad used to push us every day to just be better and better and sing in the choir and, and go to church and um and and then go after church to after Bible club to after choir and then I'm like, when are we gonna get some time for me to go play football with with, with my homies? have a good time you know what i mean and so i i always didn't want to do all that like i was i I dreaded going to choir rehearsal and doing all the shit brandy was doing
1: when did you did you ever how's that did you ever appreciate the fact that that's what you were pushed into or that's what you were forced into you know what i
0: mean no i appreciate the fact that 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 they let me do what i wanted to do because there was times when i was fighting with you know, my my family and fighting with the record label, and even fighting with like Rodney Jerkins and the team because they felt like I should go a certain way with music and I should be clean cut. And I'm like, I'm the, the last thing I am is clean cut, y'all. And I don't want to be successful and then can't make a mistake. So I'd rather wait in line and do it my way, you know what I mean? And just try to come out with a song that re- relates to like what I do every day. And that's you, party, smoke weed, not give a fuck. That's what I would do. do. Do you feel that way today? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I fought hard for what I believed in. I met Pharrell. We did, wait a minute, and five minutes. It took us five minutes to do that song. But that was my first hit record, and we was talking about being in the clubs, talking about from, being from the West Coast, you know, Sexy Ladies, we had Lil' Kim. It was, it was who I was, and that's why it registered, and that's why I connected. And I fought hard to have that kind of record. Once it took off, I wanted to drown myself in it. And that was the mistake. Why? Why? Because you're supposed to diversify your portfolio, even in music, right? You got the club record. Now go with the love song. And then give them, then give them something maybe up-tempo, a little more mainstream. Now you have, three different, you have three different styles of music. Now everybody's buying your album. I tried to stay in that one pocket, and I should have listened to Pharrell and released this song called Out the Ghetto. But I'm here now. So it all led me here. But through the through the journey, that was a big mistake um, I say I made that led me into a great depression.
1: What do you what do you think was it was the mistake because you didn't have anybody who was kind of kind of you could look up to that was you know that could give you direction was that yeah, I, it
0: Pharrell was giving me all the perfect direction I needed. He had my back um, and he knew exactly what what he was talking about and he he got me to wait a minute. We had the big record and I should have listened, you know, and I didn't, um, and I didn't in, in, a, in a bad tone though, and in a bad way, in a cocky way, in a I know it all kind of way, you know? And that that alone curved the whole thing because I needed to understand that that's not how you're supposed to do shit. Do, do you think, you know, I, I don't want to say regrets the right expression for it,
1: but it almost sounds like, you know what? you would never have changed. You would have done exactly what you wanted to do because you needed to learn the hard way.
0: Yeah, I needed, I needed that. You know, I needed that. I also needed to understand how to stick with a decision that you make. If you make a decision and y'all put a plan together, don't change the decision at the five yard line going into the last minute, just because somebody that you might look up to told you that that was the right thing to do. You know, stick with the plan, stick with the team, and, um and just go out with your shield on you know what I mean so at at fifteen what did you want to be at fifteen what did I want to be at fifteen I wanted to be a pimp no I'm just like, no that, that that's an answer what you no but what do you want to be at fifteen um I was just having fun it really wasn't about being nothing like my sister was she was like five six million platinum and I was just like enjoying watching her success. Like I didn't want to do nothing, right? I, I just wanted to hang out. There was no way in my mind. I was like, I want to be a star. Were you jealous? Were you jealous? No, I was living, the, I was living it up. Like To be was, in that shadow. I, I didn't, it wasn't a shadow. It was like my sister was popping and we was on tour and it was like thousands of people screaming, all these girls and they knew me too. I used to walk out at the end and go, "Hey, do my little dance, man." That was the greatest thing in the world. Are you appreciative of of her drive? Listen, without my sister, none of this would be, man. You know what I'm saying? Without my mom, without my dad, and of course God. So, you know, when people say you was in the shadow, I'm like, if I was in the shadow, then that was the best shadow I ever been in. You know what I mean? Because it was, it was great, like. What she does and what I do is just two different things, so you you know it wasn't in the same competitive arena it, it was i' and Serena Williams, like we ain't playing tennis against each other you know what did
1: what I mean? did, Br- did she want you to be her did she want you did she want you to be like
0: her? I think she wanted me to have success like she did, for sure. And she wanted me to feel the success that she was feeling. And the first album that I released, it didn't do shit. And so it was like, I think she felt bad for me because she wanted me to be successful too. But I struggled a lot. I struggled at trying to find out how to find a way to, to crack the code, you know what I mean? And she felt bad for me through the journey, yeah. Uh, so at, at 20, what did you want to be? At 20. Hmm. Man, these are some good ass questions because all the shit that I've done is in like these like flashes, right? So I understand where I was. I just wanted to be lit. How about 25? Huh? 25. 25, hold on. Can you tell my mom that I'm on an interview and and please just give me a second because you're texting me? Sorry about that
1: the reason i'm asking is because you're one of those unique people ray that you've done so many different things it's like it to me in some ways it's like speaking you know and i'm want to use this example but tyrese you know if i ask my daughter who's 21 she she doesn't know tyrese as a singer she knows us she knows tyrese is an actor like you keep evolving in different areas like so i'm curious did you play Was it a plan or you just kind of keep going in your own groove where you find something you like, you know what, I want to do this.
0: Nah, everything's calculated. Everything's calculated to a T. You know, it's it's being ahead of the curve, right? It's like people can say they're ahead of the curve, but are you really thinking like that? So for me, independent, and just being an independent artist, that wasn't popping. I was the first R&B independent anything because it would be hard to drop a record independently doing R&B because you need this DJ support, right? You need the DJs to help you get through in order to get your friction. And then I found a way to market the R&B ballad, right? The One Wish ballot. And I didn't even go with the R. Kelly record. I had a song called Quit Acting. It was me and R. Kelly. And that was the one independently we were supposed to go with. But I'm like, no, One Wish is gonna change the game. We just have to put six to nine months into the marketing. And we have to understand that the no's are gonna happen. So let's put a 9 month plan together and once we get over that hump then we got another year to really drive it. So if you're not planning for that and planning for the worry and planning for the disbelief, then you you really haven't put the right plan together. So for me I just always put together a certain template did, time. But but
1: did you reali- did you realize the value of owning your own masters back then or is that something you realize today that Jesus
0: that's the value. That's, that's the thing that people have to realize where their value is. Well, I mean, I've been knowing since the beginning, you know, but I didn't do it because I knew that was the value. I did it because I couldn't get a record bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did it because nobody wanted to sign me. And so I didn't want to just give up. So I said, okay, we're, we're trying to get a budget. So if it's 250000 25000 or $2 million, that's the that's the key, right? So I started to say, "There's got to be budgets outside of this music stream, right?" So let's go outside of that and let's find budgets elsewhere. The first person I stopped was my mom and dad. Wow! Asked for a loan, fam. And so I ended up getting a half a million dollars from them. I put the radiation album together. I paid little X two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to to direct the video, and um and it and it really over time really made an impact for me but it was a lot of struggling going through it and getting loans and then putting up all that money on a video saying damn that's a lot but you know i believe in it so let's just take this big ass risk did did, did did they ever question
1: did they ask you why 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 do you were they your parents were
0: they 100 supportive day one Oh, of course. I mean, they've always been supportive. Like, you know, you got your like. I'm looking at my kids, right? If they were like, "I want to be somebody," I'm gonna be like, "You can be all you can be." Yeah. And I'm gonna help you, right? So it had to be that same thing. Did they believe it was gonna work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. You know when? What I'm when did,
1: so so it's a good it's a good question. When did they say, you know what? You fucking did it. Like, when when did that happen?
0: It hasn't. Does that hurt? Nah. I don't really... I'm not an emotional kind of person. But that's got to suck in some way.
1: The fact that they're not... Or, or, or is that more the drive in them that they want
0: for you? You know what I mean? It's their own issue. They've always acknowledged, like, where I'm at and congratulated me on... Where Where I am, so it's not that it was just they you know they feel like I can be better and does i feel, brandy
1: too, does you know? Brandy
0: feel the same way no, no brandy's different Brandy's different, she's a little bit different, but my mom and dad know what I want to do, and I told them the numbers that I was going to reach and how much money I wanted to make, and it was just like. <sighs> You know what I mean? Because it's you know sometimes when I tell people what I feel and the dreams that I have and then the projects that are going to change the game, it might sound a little crazy, but the shit always works.
1: So I'm going to ask you a, a, a question that at some point I, I I had to make the decision. When do you stop asking them their opinion, whether it's Brandy
0: or your parents? Oh, did no, you I, ever did you ever I, stop asking? Yeah, no, I don't ask I don't ask anybody for an opinion when it comes to business at this point i used to um when it was about music but music um it is different now that i understand what music is and then what business is it's two different worlds you know it, it's it's having a business mindset or having a musician's mindset is just, is just two different things um and I, I would dread to just have the musician mindset like i would i'm scared of thinking that that's all there is, you know what I'm saying? Because you are trapped in a thought and you locked in because emotionally you want something to work emotionally, not, you know, by numbers and exact, you know what I'm saying? Exact exact numbers, exact scheduling, exact products. If it works, it doesn't, let's fix it. Now nah, music is like some emotional shit. So
1: how do you, so how does, how does reality TV play into to your life? Like, how does that decision get made that you want to do, you want to do your own show? You want to be involved in somebody else's? How do you make that decision? Um, I want to be if I want to be in somebody else's show, or or just just reality—the fact that the cameras
0: are on you and it's you. Like, how does that decision get made?
1: Because yes. that's
0: different than music. That's different. Exactly. So you had the music, right? So we went and we did One Wish independently, and then. All this crazy shit happened with the controversial shit, with, with the whole tape shit. And then we came back with Sexy Canine with the whole theme of what the whole bullshit tape was. And then after we moved on from that, I felt like the world was gonna go into reality. Reality was gonna be, thank you. Reality was gonna be the next wave. I saw the Flavor Flav show. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like a different look of it might change the way of this shit, right? So me and my boy Jojo Ryder, we did a deal with 51 Minds, and boom, for the love of Ray J. Number one show on VH1, two times and People, old. People, listen. They, they love you for that. It still exists. It was popping, so. And I listen, ever since then, I've been number one on Monday nights on VH1 since. What do you think it is? What What is it? Is it you? Is it the show? What is it? Um, it's everything. It's the whole show. Um, well, for the love of Ray J, was a different way. Brandy and Ray J, a family business. I created that. My sister didn't want to keep doing reality, so she wanted to go back to like scripted. So we didn't get a chance to finish it. So then they changed it to Family Hustle for Ti and Tiny, but I created the family business. So that concept was set in stone with what I created. And um, and then I went, I went to like Wee TV, and I went to um, Oxygen. We did like Bad Girls All Star Battle. We did two shows of that. We did some shit called Driven to Love with Wee TV, Hollywood Hillbillies. We did like seven shows. Um, some shit with E when Jeff O was there too. And then um, and then we doubled back and killed them with the love and hip hop. Boom. Has Brand?
1: What, what do you think Brandy's most proud of you about? Not
0: giving a fuck. Seriously? Is that because in some way she does? She gives a fuck. I'm just saying she knows that I don't give a fuck. Meaning, meaning no, 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 I, I get it. I'm saying from her perspective, she does care. Yeah, she cares. She cares, but she, what I mean by it is that she likes that I don't give a fuck about like a naysayer or disbelief or what's around, right? And And I do care about everything and I respect everybody and I love everybody now. I'm not even in a negative place. But I don't give a fuck because I know I put in the work and I know I work harder than everybody else. And I know I'm prepared inside of a meeting day in and day out. So when somebody asks me or tells me, make sure you're on time, I take that as an insult. Yeah. Because I'm always on time. You know what I'm saying? So little things like that, I make sure, with, make sure you're 15 minutes early. Make sure you're prepared with product, right? So I can smoke this blunt, right? Only if I'm prepared to speak through it. You get me, and, and, yeah. and so just having the right tools and the right, you know, just the right plan is something that I always put in the forefront of business. And so I just think that with that, you just, you can't, you know, you can't be stopped. When do you think you turned into the best you in the t- in terms of
1: business? When did it click? When did, or did it ever click? You know what yeah.
0: I mean? Like, like three months ago. Why, why? it clicked three months ago because I started saying no a lot more. And I started being a little bit more aggressive and a little less jolly. You know what I mean? And a little more strict on creative demands. Right. And once I approached, you know, even my company with this kind of energy, everything started to move different. Now, now we're at 1.5 million earbuds. sold, right. And I tell somebody that and they go, okay, cool. And I go, damn, but, if an artist goes platinum, why, why they, why is the celebration different when we just did 1.5 million earbuds, So that's 12 times platinum. You get what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, which which we don't need the recognition, but people just don't listen to what I'm saying when I'm talking. Like the, I'm like I'm talking about a marketing deal with somebody, and I said, listen, we spent over 40 million dollars last year in marketing, and they went, mm-hmm and then, and I knew they wasn't listening to me when I said it because they nonchalantly just kept going, and I'm trying to pitch something to them because I wanted to invest in something, but I see that the disbelief is at an all-time high, which is great but um those are just some of the challenges that we we run into is that we have so much to offer, but we're underestimated, and that's one of the most that's the best power you could probably have is to be underestimated for as it's- long yeah, just for as long as you can, and then you take it to the next level, and now they send in a double team out on you. But- When did you, when did, when did you start Raycon? We started Raycon four years ago. Why? Well, my first company was Raytronics. And I, I was selling electric scooters. And we, um, we really, like we were the first ones in America with the electric scooter. So after Scooty Bike came, Bird, Lift, Lime, the bike sharing, everything the evolution of scooters. Like How do you want to do this? I felt like, um, well, first off, I wanted to go green because I was looking at a lot of things, um, just a lot of things around like the planet and what was going on with the planet. And I just started to dive into like what would happen 500 years from now and 300 years and for generations after us. And I said, I want to be a part of the green initiative some kind, somehow, some kind of way. And the hoverboards was booming. And everybody was falling on their ass on the hoverboards. I said, it's got to be something else that's similar, that's quiet and electric. And, um, and that's when we saw the frame of the scooty bike. And then we just dove in, man. We put all, I put all my money into it, shit. I went broke. I got rich. I went broke again. And then I, got, then I settled in. Um, and then we started to really do some good numbers, and I sold the company. And then we started Raycon after that. And what was the inspiration for Raycon? Well, my boy truth um he we went into a store in new york and we started looking at products and shit from this uh wholesale company and the bosses in there we just started talking to them and we became you know really good friends i would say and then um they started to tell me about uh just having a, a product that was more affordable for everybody so but how, how
1: does and i i get it but i want to hear from you how does one go in against Apple? How do you, you know, because to me, there's 99.9% of the world is saying, you can't fucking compete with them. It's never gonna happen. Why do you wanna
0: deal with this? Why do you say, no, I can? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was that we were, at, we, were, we were ahead of them. We beat them to the punch. You get what I'm saying? Just like we beat Bird and Line to the punch to create the evolution of it, right? So we started our earbud company three and a half years ago, right, where we really started to settle in and only focus on earbuds, the AirPod wasn't popping in. You get what I'm saying? About a yep. year after it started to boom. Now, the AirPod is at 250 So our our job was to make sure we we put out a product that had the same quality but cost way less so everybody can afford it. So we had $79.99. That's where we start, $80 for the earbuds plus vouchers, plus discounts. Uh, and... Our price point was just on the other side of the spectrum, and so we were able to dominate inside of that price point. And now, four years later, you know the earbud industry is a you know multi billion dollar industry. So now you have everybody in it. JLab just sold for three hundred and seventy million. You got uh, Jabra. You have Sony. You have Samsung. It, you know you have Apple. You know um, Beats. But you have. But you have. And what gave you? What
1: gave you the confidence? Again, I, that I can do this, and it's not my space. Meaning, it's not, it's not music. It's not entertainment. Meaning, in the traditional sense, in 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 the Ray J sense. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um. You said what made me do it? Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really about our marketing, like, right? So we pride ourselves in, these, in our marketing templates. And the tools we use to market is proprietary because it's in my head, right? But it's, it's really strategic marketing at its best, right? Strategic marketing, acquisition marketing is two different marketings. Yep. Being a PR company and a PR firm and somebody who converts the dollar is two different things. So for me, I'm, I'm the best at strategically getting it done yep shit that nobody could write up some some things i write up for what i'm about to execute for the team and they go what what is this guy talking about he's gonna <laughs> of the hotel from seven to eight and he's gonna run out and then you know what i mean cardi b's gonna pop up and i'm gonna have the name of her scooty bike and all the migos are gonna be there and i'm gonna just they're like what and then the shit happens and then i'm like i told y'all we just gotta be ahead of the game we gotta be an hour uh, two hours early you know so just and that's just a small example of some of the grimy stuff that I used So what's, what's Ray J at 50? What do you see? I can't see that cuz then I would I would be taking um I would be taking the time and being un I wouldn't be humble with where I am now, right? So at 50, I hope I'm here cuz I appreciate the moment now, You know, and I would appreciate then wherever we are, but I think now is all we have.
1: Do do you think big like, could, could you have imagined 10 years ago, you'd be doing something in electronics, something in, you know, completely out of the space of, of music entertainment?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because when I started going independent in music, I knew then that that was very different and just taking the price point up, you know, 10x and then taking it up. Well, at first I started, I tried to take it up a 1,000x at $1,200 a scooty bike. I brought it back down to something that the whole world could, like you know, just really get, you know, when it was right, um, you know what I mean. So I just feel like doing the right thing at the right time. And what do you What are you most I, proud of, I, I, I feel, Ray you know. J? Think
1: Think back on everything you've ever done. What are you most proud of?
0: My two My two babies, Melody and Epic. My two How have ch- they changed you. I mean. Look, when my wife had Melody, I couldn't stop crying, man. I was really affected by just the beauty of how life was created. And I just was touched by it, right? And I really started to switch my whole, just my whole thought pattern up on how I should treat women, how I should speak to them, um, and even just just certain things that I used to do um I just was apologetic for it because the the woman is everything man and all the stuff that they do to get us here the pain that they that, that she, my wife was going through when the baby came out and she was you know just making sure everything was okay for us for life you just you send yourself through these through these spiritual shock waves and then you go man God is real cuz I just seen God happen right there um mm-hmm. and so it just changed me as a person in how I respect You know, people, women, and if if she
1: says if she says I want to go into I want to do music, uh, what are you gonna say to my kids? Yeah,
0: they can do whatever they want to do. Hopefully, we could just provide you know whatever she wants, like a stage and pyros and the right sound. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna give her everything she needs. How do you stay motivated? My kids. Yeah. Why? Because I I never celebrate, man. Like, we'll go out and do two things that was huge today that was mind-blowing. Like You know, we met with the mayor of Miami. We got some positive things going on with him. Um, And then at the same time, we did a D-Way commercial. But it's like, and then I was like, let's keep going. Let's do more. Like, let's not look back. Let's just keep going. And we ended up doing two more things or three more things that day that was mind-blowing. So I just never stopped. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I
1: I feel you. I think if I can pick one thing now recently that I think about, the those who are most successful are never satisfied with what just happened.
0: Yeah, at all. It like, just I, happened. Move on. You know what's crazy? The way we started Raycon is that I was I was doing a rehearsal in the studio with the team, and then we went to a fashion show and I performed it. And I said, I hated the way the show was, team. The dancers, the band, I said, we're going right back to rehearsal right now. And we're gonna get this shit right. And I don't give a fuck if we finish doing the show, let's go back to rehearsal. So we went back and started rehearsing for three more hours in the store where my partners are was next door to the rehearsal hall. So that ended up being the way we went into to meeting my you know, my my partners, Ray Lee and Mr. Lee. And that was just for me just trying to be a perfectionist why just because yeah i didn't have a concert to go to after that we didn't have nothing booked after that but i wanted to just be great so i said we were great we pushed ourselves harder than anybody else what's the outcome of that success so so last question um why are you
1: because you're very youtube i've interviewed hundreds of people and it's hard to get the straight answer of transparency. Why are you, why do you think you're so transparent on, on the mistakes you've made, on the fact that you've learned from them? Why be like that when you could just say, you know what, I, I, there's no mistakes. There's nothing I've done wrong. I've done everything right. Like why, why do you think you're honest about it?
0: Because it's real, man. Like I've done, I've done nothing right. You get what I mean? like nothing it's all been it's all moved like the higher power gives you the science to move the right way and then there's yeah. this power that tells you to move the other way and fights like your destiny so this time i know what they both are it's like the god and the devil in you so i know how to deal with both of them because throughout my younger days i used to let the the darker me get a hold of me but now when you go with the with the wind and you just let the wind blow whether you're going to make the flight or not, whether you're going to make the concert or not, whether you can't get to where you got to go because you couldn't find your key, but that stopped you from something maybe happening on the freeway. I don't know, you know, whatever it is, just take your time and let it just flow. And once I started to do that, everything started to like unfold the right way, you know, and, um, and, and that's it. And look, like, I would love to get with you on yeah. some of the products because again, our, our marketing fam. Is, is unmatched right uh, uh, and the inside of it like even with alcohol brands like we we have a way to tap into the d2c market and if and if and if the d2c market can dominate in the alcohol brand and you have a t- hundred times more lanes to really just you know find funnels to, to 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 work it you know because it's a distribution thing right but D to C, we can crack it, I'm telling you. I, I, I,
1: I, I'm, I'm, you're speaking to the choir. I am 100% with you. As I said, I, I've changed my name to officially, let's go. Let's make it happen, Ray. Let's make it happen. I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of you. I'm a huge believer in you. I freaking love your honesty because I live by the creed of, you know what? I'm going to make
0: mistakes, but that's the beauty. I made the mistake and I can learn from it. I can move on.
1: That's yeah, the beauty. To, That's how
0: we make it better. You Have to give people the experience. Like for me, it, you can't do it without a team. If you it, being a CEO is a big job, right? I don't want to be CEO. You know yep. why? I know how to be CEO. Yep. I know how to be CFO? I know how to be a strategist officer. Yep. Right? My CFO has to be the shit. Especially after getting to a certain level, you got to put the killers in play. Your COO, you know, and then you have to have. Everybody doing their job and what they're good at. And that's it. And let's yeah. know that. Know they don't need to sit in the boss chair. The boss is the one who makes sure everybody gets a room to sleep in and they'll sleep in the car.
1: Exactly. I love it. All right. So, next steps is uh, uh, besides you giving back to everybody listening, um, um, we'll make some shit happen with the brands and, and co market and everybody out there on Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion. Uh, frickin' buy Raycon, buy the headphones, buy, buy the earpieces. Let's let let let's support
0: the shit out of this brand. Yeah, let's That's do it. That's the goal. We had 1.5 million earbuds, sold. it took me 30 months to get to a million customers. It's going to take us another five months to get to two. Let's and go. No, uh, let's get to two and a
1: half in six months. Let's do let's it. Go we go got the it. audience for it. Re- I fricking love it. you. I love your story. I love your honesty. Keep it up. Don't stop. and uh,
0: let's make some fun things happen together, all right? Thanks, man, God bless, man. Let's talk um, offline and then Perfect, love it. I got a template for you that's gonna be, it's gonna blow your mind. Let's do it, I'm in, I'm all in, I'm all in, let's go. Thanks,
1: Ray, thanks everybody for watching, appreciate it.